Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The Square Ball Podcast. Hello, welcome to the show. It's brought to you with Levi Solicitors. There's a 10% discount on your legal fees at levisolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. Dan Moylan with you, along with Michael Normanson and Moscow White, Daniel Chapman. Hello and welcome to the studio. If you're watching it on YouTube, it's available audio uh, in your podcast app, video on YouTube as well. You may notice that the studio has gone a lot bluer. It's been decorated. Very dark. We've uh, removed Calvin already, haven't we? Yeah, absolutely right. Uh, yeah, he, was, he used to live just, just over my left shoulder there, but gone. Uh, Bielsa's gone as well, but you've replaced him with a Bielsa pitcher. Yes, we've got rid of big Bielsa. We've got a little Bielsa now. So we're yeah. gradually getting rid of that we're just amazing area that we have. Erasing all the good history we've had recently. <laughs> all the fun going. Uh, TSB Plus, by the way, is our membership package. Um, some details on what you can find over on the Extra Ball coming this week as well. We're going to do some Calvin stuff uh, when we speak about Calvin in a second. The squareball.net forward slash plus if you want to investigate that. Uh, bonus content and whatnot every week. I oh, hate the word content. Sorry, Moscow. Let's talk about Calvin then. Because here over the summer, we're rattling through all the big League United news, reacting to it each week, and he's gone. He's officially gone. We knew it was coming. Still hurts, doesn't it? No, but yeah. They could have just done no, no press for it. They yeah. could have been the respectful <laughs> thing. Just He just appears in the squad next year, and we go, okay. And not number four either. That was a bit unnecessary. Following in the footsteps of Gerard Vikens. <laughs> yes, of course, famously. Yes. It's uh, specified on the um, Manchester City website where there was a lot to read about Calvin Phillips over there mm, I didn't bother I, I saw you, your screenshot of all the stuff about him and just thought oh, no just gonna, I'm yeah. going to avoid that I saw the yeah I saw the Twitter stuff Calvin doing his doing his nice boy stuff aren't he giving it thumbs up and really pleased go on look happy mm. Calvin and we know you're not but look happy yeah, it's that moment when the uh, he's being filmed and he looks at the big they've got that big backdrop with loads of pictures on him on and he goes it's alright this isn't it like, yeah you're a, you're a, a proper football club now Calvin <laughs> All this that, is what the big ones are like. All that money, all those trophies, all mm. those medals. It's, it hurts, doesn't it? I noticed it's a six-year deal. Why don't we ever give our good players six-year contracts? I think they should do that. Because they don't want to sign him. Right. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe because we're not. How much is he getting paid? Is it like... It's something ridiculous. Isn't it 200 grand a week or something? something like that? I mean, <sighs> Stupid. Go away. If you're going to lock that in for six years, yes. But if you're locking in, you know, 50 grand a week for six years, you're probably going to say, well, Manchester City might want to offer me 200 grand a week. For six years next season, so I'm going to just I mean, wait for that. The long contracts I can remember are people like Luke Murphy and Steve Morrison, who years at Lawrence Debock, who years on you mm. going, still here. Four right. and a half. Okay. In fact, Debock is probably the longest, apart from Rafinha, I think. Did he do four and a half years when he originally came in? Something like that. 
Yeah, because he, yeah, he's two years left now, hasn't he? Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, four and a half years for Debock. Debock outlasted Bielsa as well. He was here before him <laughs> and went after him. <laughs> so he had the last laugh <laughs> in many ways. Yeah, that's the real quiz. Um, Calvin's letter then. I like to think that was penned by Calvin himself rather than Team Calvin. But I, I suspect I, the gist of it came from Calvin. Yeah. Even if maybe the exact wording was tweaked a little bit. Because Calvin used to write all his own stuff, didn't he, on social media and it was good. And then a company started doing it and it just became, became vanilla and the most bland platitudes you've ever seen. Whereas this was somewhere in the middle, wasn't it? It was, um, well, cause, it was nice. Because Calvin's accounts follow us and I thought, oh my God, Calvin Phillips knows who we are. And he didn't. No. It was his team. If you go back to the early days of like, Calvin on Twitter, he's posting pictures of Alex Mowat as a kid and mm. doing fun stuff and like basically just taking the piss of his teammates' haircuts and stuff. And then the more recent stuff is... It's just... He's a, you know, is he a Super League wanker? Honoured to play yeah. for... Like, always <laughs> an honour to play for England. Uh, the, all that sort of stuff. Not, not asked. But this, I think this was genuine. I don't feel like there, would, there was any need to go into such detail about Bielsa and... Jesse and all that that sort of stuff if it if it wasn't him unless they made him do it <laughs> <laughs> like they've made him have this transfer yes correct what I did like in this as much as it pains me to say it is the honesty as well that final big paragraph um, and finally to my family the fans I hope you guys understand my decision and will accept that I only want to chase my dreams and test myself test myself against and with um, the best teams and best players on the planet um, as a young kid, I had so many dreams and I still do, but playing for you was the one I will never forget. You're the best fans in the world. So at least there's just a bit of honesty in there. Like, look, I'm going to go play for this dead good team Calvin, and win some stuff. If you'd have listened back to the end of the season, the comfy chair, we said, if you get a comfy chair, stay in your comfy chair. Leeds was that for you. Yeah. You loved it. You've said, stay here. Idiot. Anyway, <laughs> he's, I suppose it's fair enough. It's one of those that I, I can't be too angry about it I, th- I think for but, me it's like I like him as a person as an individual and that bloody hell that smile and then I can't begrudge his honesty I can't begrudge him going to them but the football fan in me thinks just fuck off all of it mm. there's nothing really left for him to achieve at Leeds after getting us promoted because in the next six years it's highly unlikely that we are going to win the Premier League oh what and highly unlikely that we're going to win the Champions League so we might win a cup so there is something, you know, there's that to look forward to. We, we, you know, we might sneak a League Cup win. Papa John's. So, you know, he's ticked off getting Leeds United promoted. And if you think that was his big target, and he's ticked off playing for Leeds in the first place. Um, so those are two two big things that he's achieved. It's kind of, if you want the next thing, he could just spend the rest of his career playing for Leeds. And you think as a fan, that's all you want to do. But then, you know, if Pep Guardiola wants you and says, I think you can do a job for my team and you get to go to work with like Kevin De Bruyne every day you do, you would we said it the other week didn't we like go on then pass it to Haaland mm. like, alright you know and that's with no disrespect to the players we've got in our squad but the chance to go play with like dead good players and we can't overlook the money I, I don't get the impression that he particularly spends all of his money as it is Calvin but it's a fucking lot and like that sort of money and then there'll be several millions to sign a non-fee and if you can earn it I suppose there's an argument to say why not and I, I know people will look to the 70s and the players who stayed for forever, but there wasn't really the same incentive to move in those days. You wouldn't get so much more money moving moving club in those days. You'd get kind of similar-ish money. Oh, so we were the best team in the world. Yeah. So people wanted to join us. Nobody wanted to leave because we were winning stuff every season. You go into the FA Cup final or the, well, the semi-finals every year, challenging for the title every year. Which club 
1972, would you leave Leeds United to join? There wasn't one. Whereas now... If there had been a club with a load of oil money in 1970, you might have done. I've just um, worked out the value of his contract. It's going to be worth north of 60 million quid. Would you Would you sign that? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> would you go and do present City Extra? Yes. Would you call Would you call them bro? If they asked me to. If they paid me for that. <laughs> yeah, probably. You'd, you'd die a little inside, but then you'd just get a little mini statement at the end of the day. Just check your balance and go... Yeah. <sighs> ah, I've earned 60 million quid. Oh well. oh, well. I suppose that's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's, I get it. I get it's it. It's a life experiences as well. As So the daily work is going to work with Kevin De Bruyne and Erling Haaland and all the rest every day. John Stones, all the greats. And then... <laughs> Say they do get to the Champions League final again and he's in the squad. You know, imagine being a player at the Champions League final. That's got to be mint. Just for what it is and the, the weirdness of that experience and, and how different it is to playing for Leeds away to Reading or something. Hey, I tell you what, enough of us justifying this move from, from Calvin's perspective, right? We're Leeds fans. We're not, we're not just Calvin fans. We're, we're Leeds fans. But you did mention the signing on fee there and... This all, I guess, goes back to Kevin Sharp because signing on fees made me think of agents and agents made me think of Kevin Sharp and his reaction to it, he basically went Facebook mom, didn't he? He had a bit of a stressful morning and then deactivated his account, didn't he? I think he deleted the post, then deactivated and I, I don't know if he just went and like, chucked his phone in the sea or something after that. His account's back. Oh, it's is it? It was, yeah. there. it was gone for a second, I think, at one point yesterday. Okay, no, it's there and he's still, even though he's... Um, He's deleted the the pointed tweets about loyalty, the retweets from over the weekend about um, Gary Kelly, where he's found uh, someone just put, like tweeted a picture of Gary Kelly that said they just don't make them like this anymore. Hashtag loyalty, hashtag one club man, and Kevin Sharp quote tweeted that saying, couldn't agree more. So even though they, oh, and he retweeted it as well, so he retweeted it, then quote tweeted it. So he seems to have had one club players and Leeds legends on the brain up to, um, maybe it's a completely different subject. Maybe, it's, you know, the two things have nothing to do with each other. Do you know, it's inter- I'm interested to know, to know, Moscow, if he has attempted to um, tout Calvin off to other clubs any point during, um, well, during think, his, his tenure as his agent. I suspect his criticism of the lack of loyalty was aimed at Calvin as opposed to Calvin's attitude to Leeds United. Ah, right, okay. But surely bringing... Gary Kelly into this as a one-club man, as Moscow's just said. A one-agent man, that's what you need. It could all just be a coincidence, but the tweet that he deleted, because we've not said what it says, is uh, loyalty in capital letters is a way of life. You are loyal or not, personally or professionally. Can you emphasise all the capitals for me, Moscow? Because I enjoyed it more when you did that. If you're morally a genuine, honest person, loyalty is something you switch (laughs) on-off when suits. It's not temporary, it's a permanent quality. Such disloyal behaviour screams a wolf in a sheep's clothes, and then he's found... A slogan off of wolf and, Pinterest. Wolf and sheep's both um, yeah. capitalised. I, well. I will say as well, sorry, Moscow, is that it's sorry. very, very important to reinforce your point by um, screenshotting some sort of meme. Um, yeah, but- he's, he's gone on Pinterest and he's found something from a... Uh, maybe sometimes people did not actually change. Maybe you just never knew who they really were. Which is the sort of shit you occasionally see do see on Facebook from people who are... Well, it's vague booking, isn't it? <laughs> just idiotic vague booking. Oh, well. I'm sure we'll be fine. Um, and it, well, he's still representing Tom Pierce, so he's you know, he's, and Lewis O'Brien as well. Yeah, he's got plenty, uh, plenty to offer the world of agenting, and maybe one of them, you know, can get a big move to Manchester City one day. I hope, a, I hope with he, an agent who believes in them. I Tom, Tom Pierce to Man City is that the rumor we're going to start? 
They are after a left back, aren't they? Yeah, there you go. And Tom Pierce is a good player. Is he a left back? Hmm. Yeah, good. <laughs> Hope he gets that move. We got Darko Gabi, who's uh, come in the other direction. We mentioned in the last sort of week or two that it feels like that's kind of added to the the hurt around the uh, the fee that we're paying five million, which feels like fairly tip top prices for somebody who's not really played for the first team. Mm. And uh, to see Calvin going the other way for forty two plus three, however. He Especially, just come with a good reputation. Yeah, just on the fee, it feels like he he tips things the wrong way. If he'd been thrown in for free and they'd said he's worth five million, and instead of getting fifty million from City, we're getting forty five, and this really good young player, you'd think, oh, that's a cool deal. But then having to pay five million on top of its halls just seems a bit uh, not very well negotiated from our point of view. Like we've we've not really hammered home. We've not done our the old. Um, uh, Daniel Levy, Harry Kane, you know, you will stay. Like I said, it feels to me that there's there's a certain amount of, and you can tell it actually from Calvin's letter um, where he thanks the the directors, which does suggest that they were willing to sell him. And there's been some sort of agreement there. I think everybody's just been very nice about it. I mean... Well, that's bollocks. That's not what football's about. It's it about happened, tribalism uh, and pettiness. It happened as well when he stayed, when Aston Villa wanted him and he was wavering, like, oh, just go straight to the Premier League. And... Um, the story around that is that Victor Orta took a bit of a kind of a paternal interest in him. It was like, look, if you're not sure, I don't think you should go. We're not going to sell you if you're not sure. And sort of the implications of that is that if he is sure, then yeah, we'll sell you because that's that will be what you want. And it goes to, Yelsey used to talk about this with the players wanting to go on loan. If a player want, wants to go, don't stand in the way. It's their career, their choice. You've just got to then try and get the most you can out of it for the club and I think that's why it feels just a little bit short is that even with Calvin's firm desire to go to Manchester City there are still ways that you can get just that little bit more out of City than we got and Darko Diaby seems to be a or is he JB? I even heard him pronounce the, um, it himself today and I've forgotten what it, how to pronounce his name it, it, sounded mo- it sounded more like JB on a BBC article I watched a couple of weeks ago when we were first linked with him he was doing some skills thing. Yeah, they, not not a hard G. Then this is a, a mm, revelation. No, they helpfully got him to say his name in the LUTV interview, but my brain just cannot absorb simple facts. So our nice young friend, if he'd come for free, that would have felt like we would we'd done well out of the deal. All players should come to Leeds for free. If, I mean, it feels like he's going to have a chance in the first team, at least be on the fringes of it. Which mm. I think he he needs to at least start well in the under twenty threes, doesn't he? If if all of a sudden you half a dozen games in with the under-23s and you're looking at him and you're thinking, hmm, this guy doesn't seem any better than, I don't know, Jamie Shackleton, mm. for example. There'll be there'll be some disquiet about it probably with people thinking we've been ripped off. Well, but hopefully he'll start well. He's five Lewis Bates, isn't he? Mm. About ten Gellharts. <laughs> so if you're looking at that in pure, those terms, it's a lot of money for um, an 18-year-old. But then he's, uh, is he about a third of a Lavia, the guy that's gone mm. from City to Southampton? And also, we, we bought him from the richest club in the world, and we got Joffy from a broke Wigan, didn't we? So yeah, that's probably Bate is the better comparison because he came from Chelsea. So yeah, he's five times a Bate in the same position as well, so they're quite directly comparable. So we should be pissing all over Lewis Bate next season. It's still um, it's still exciting to see what a young prospect like this looks like once we've got over the, the hurt of There's losing a picture Calvin. Of him there. I can see him. Yeah. Thank you, Moscow. Um, oh, did you see him playing football? I was thinking. Did you see him walking into his be pre-season? Like that, just he'll be running about. <laughs> yeah. I felt a bit sorry for him yesterday. You just saw him skulking in at the back of the, was, um, the, obviously the Salzburg boys walking in at the front and he was just in behind them, a bit like, oh, 
I'm new too. Can I? Yeah. Can I be your guy? Am I right to come in with you lot? And they were, they were kind of looking behind him a bit, like, mm, "Who's this guy?" It was funny because Liam Cooper, obviously, as club captain, is the first person to go and uh, greet them both. Swiftly followed by Leo Hjelda, oh, straight go. in there on the welcoming committee with the big back slaps, the big welcome to Leeds hugs. Kind of, if I was Liam Cooper, I might be looking and going like. It would have been AG vice captain. Well, it would have been Charlie Creswell, wouldn't it? Had he not gone off to Millwall, he'd have been the first one there. Yeah. Like, telling Liam Cooper to stand aside. I've yeah. got, I've got this one. The George Honeyman move. I was reading this morning. The Sunderland newspapers, desperate to kind of juice their uh, clickbait headlines, said because Sunderland wanted him on loan as well, and it was uh, Premier League loan targets. Turns back on Sunderland in favour of George Honeyman move. <laughs> Um, it's Who's George Honeyman? He used to play for Sunderland and now he plays for Millwall. And it's like, I don't think that's probably the, like the tipping point. Like Charlie Creswell said, well, you know, Sunderland, Millwall, well, which one does George Honeyman play for? <laughs> that's, that's, that's all I care about. But it was a great way of, um, I mean, I, they got the click off me, so it worked. Well, yes. Um, Tyler Adams, when it comes to uh, central midfield replacements, looks like he's, he's the man. That one's um, become more concrete, it's felt like, over the course of the weekend. Yeah, I mean, one of his uh, teammates seems to have broken the transfer. They said, "Deal done," haven't they? They've they've out they've out tapped Romano. So they just, so just, just, just the, nipped in ahead of him at the near the, post. For the benefit of anybody who doesn't know who this is, this is Weston McKenney, who's at Juventus, who we have previously been linked with, who's obviously going to be mates with Adams, who has apparently broken the story on the, on one of the social platforms. Yeah, I think it was Instagram. Yeah. I mean, he's fine, isn't he? He's a central midfielder. I wanted that. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's safe to say he probably is the Calvin replacement in yes. a way that Rocker definitely was not. Mm-hmm. I think he is. But we still just need another three. Right. Another three central midfielders and we're good to go for the season. Who are you, gonna, who are you saying we should go for? Are you still going for Kamara as well? Yeah. He's going to be probably... Both of Chris as well. Yep. Get Chris back for the bench. Uh, but yeah, Mo primarily. There's Brendan Aronson's little brother as well. Paxton. Mm. Paxton can come. It's all going to be in the family because, I mean, Tyler Adams is another... Um, I listened to a podcast where Jesse Marsh describes himself as a Tyler Adams fan. Um, and he, he gave him his debut for New York franchise in a friendly against Chelsea, which he scored in. And so he's been um, he's been on the Tyler Adams train since... Is it a uh, hype train? Um, I think he's he's just... It's a fine young man train rather than, you know, he's he doesn't want to hype him up because he's keeping his feet very much on the ground. But um, yeah, he's known him since he was like, 16 and I'm sure I've been trying to find and I can't find it again but I'm sure there's a story that Jesse Marsh has told about uh, Tyler Adams as a teenager wanting to make some like tactical change I might be wrong about it but I'll tell the story anyway because I know it's and then when Jesse tells it I think it's Tyler Adams who in a I think it's a US national team friendly match or like a youth game he comes Tyler Adams comes over to the bench and this is when Jesse Marsh is uh, the assistant coach and he's he's taking this match. Might be a Red Bulls game. I'm short on the details. It was a football match and they were there. And this 16-year-old kid comes over to the bench. He's like, we're losing this game. We've we got to stop attacking down the right. We've got to go down the left. You you hinted towards an American accent there, Moscow. Do you They're f- all Americans. Do you want to adopt it fully? And what? In my life? No. <laughs> and um, And all the people on the bench are like, who is this punk? He's a 16-year-old kid telling us what tactics to do. Hey, wise guy, what do you want? But Jesse Marsh, as he tells it, he says, but I was the guy who said, no, he's right. I think he's right. So at the half, he got them the all, he, the half, he got them all in the locker room. Isn't that the guy who used to be on Baywatch? And he said, uh, guys, Tyler has told us 
that we need to be attacking down the left in the second half. So we're going to go with what Tyler's saying because he loves that buy-in. He wants to t- tell the players. Empowerment. Yeah, they, they can they, all make they their own suggestions. Had they previously all just been piled in a tiny space in the middle Everybody of the Everybody on the right and then they came over to the left. Um, <laughs> and he said, yeah, so it's, I'm sure it's Tyler Adams that he tells that story about. And it's kind of, it's a bit of a story about Tyler Adams, but like generally these are always stories about Jesse Marsh as well. It's like, because... <laughs> I was the one, like, I heard him and I was like, that, that kid's right. That kid's right. I admit he's full of spunk. <laughs> I kind of admire, <laughs> admire him coming over, but then also admire myself for listening to him. <laughs> so it's, um, I'm pretty sure that if that, you know, I can't find it in one of the many podcasts I've uh, listened to of Jesse Marsh, but I think he's probably going to tell that story himself if it's true. I hope it is, because I haven't just slandered everybody. Got a mention in Calvin's letter as well, did Jesse, didn't he? He did. I mean, you've got to... You're skimming over that one? Well, no, I mean, he, he says it's fine, doesn't he? What do you say? Those exact words, yeah. <laughs> An unbelievable and manager Jesse you was are, also fine. But an even better person came in this club and gave every single player confidence and belief in a very difficult season. <laughs> and that's what kept us in the league from the bottom of my heart. Thank you. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. On to other shiny new toys then. Lewis Sinistera. Have we ever had a Colombian before? Or certainly one that's as exciting as this. That's exciting, isn't it? Jan Paveda. Sort of Colombian, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. We from, wanted, from London, uh, but you know. We wanted Fastino Esprilla. Yeah. But we never got him. I think I think under Chilino there was some Colombian products. Some, to- uh, some, um, some trialists. Mm, yes. I was quite confused by this because it seemed quite an odd transfer target to be going for. But then as I was thinking it through, I thought, well, so macho is a good song oh, so maybe that makes sense and then I thought oh it's not Sinita I'm, gl- I'm glad that you to, I'm glad you had, you had to explain that joke for the benefit of anybody who wasn't along for the ride there Moscow and because, then I, yeah. I realised who we were actually signing and that we weren't actually signing Sinita the 80s pop singer mm-hmm. who I was mixing him yeah. up with In, to comedy effect turns out this guy with um, mixed results I feel like every time you say his name there should be like a dun 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 after it he looks good though doesn't he <laughs> really good have you YouTubed him yes did you not see my comprehensive scouting report I put on you on Twitter? Um, Nobody looks. What well, looks good on YouTube? Um, looks, uh, Ten minutes, uh, like Rafinha, basically. I was saying makes yeah. defenders look like dickheads. Twats it in the net. 
Well, I had a look on the um, sinister Rafinha. I had a look on the comments. Um, one guy, Italo Rafael, uh, ninety-seven, said this guy potential is just good as Luis Diaz. He will be in a big team next season. Correct. I mean, he's a winger. Forty-five games last season, twenty-three goals. That's a lot, isn't it? That's an awful lot of goals, and mm. a lot of those were in the Europe's Premier competition, the Conference League. So that's good. No, he looks brilliant. He does look like, like <laughs> the cutting, cutting on his right, right, doesn't he? Yeah. And it doesn't seem too expensive, isn't it? Like twenty-two million being talked yeah, about. Yeah, which is what the ballpark we see be shopping in these days. It, Half almost, for Calvin. It feels like another sort of Rafinha-style move, doesn't it? Trying to get these um, exciting people who are not quite playing at the top level yet. So can we just maybe we should find out now which team he really wants to play for. And then we'll, but that's what we'll be- deal with that in two seasons. That's what we've become now, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, around the reports of the Catalar, that some of these players are now happy to come to these pathetic stepping stone clubs like Leeds. It's um, called the Wijnaldum route, isn't it? Well, let me just read you this other comment that I found in the YouTube um, comments of um, the video of Sinistera, which was, Barcelona are interested in him. Their scouting team is just amazing. Now, I want to take issue with that because I don't think Barcelona's scouting team is that amazing because they're mental like they're, they're going after what Lewandowski who is in his what mid-30s almost mm. for 40 million euros well, it, it looks out of shape as well and they're trying to get Rafinha from us who probably because they've only seen him on the telly other than that they wouldn't have known about him for 20 euro just 20 not 20 million mm. Yeah, I get the feeling Deco might have talked him into that. You think so? They've just been like, he's dead good, honestly. And they just mm. he's just shown him some YouTube clips and they've gone, yeah, we'll have him. Which is no different to what we do. Please. So how can you say, we're, we're not good scouters, are we? I'm at, well, speak for yourself. Well, in the YouTube video that I watched, it said that he had no significant weak, uh, weaknesses, this Sinistera. So I'm mm. all for it. Well, whoscored.com says he's sheer crossing. And he's a winger. <laughs> and he's a winger. But he's a... To be fair, we don't... He's an inverted winger Dan as well. James. Well, he's Colombian Dan James. He's a, he's a cut inside man, though. He's, he's a right-footed playing on the left, though. So I guess you're not looking for crosses so much from that, are you? You're he's looking... strong at key passes. So you don't need to cross if you can do a mm. key pass. And the key pass is the one before the assist, isn't it? Yeah. So you're making a, a chance for a chance. And he likes to do layoffs, which is good. Likes to dribble. Gets fouled often, which fits poor lad. Mm. Mm. But yeah, he looks good. Let's have him. I've not seen, I've, from my YouTube scouting career, I haven't yet to see a player I don't like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, this is, I was thinking it, that. It with, gets really expensive. With the um, the profile of Darko JB that I was reading in The Athletic, where they're all about, you know, he used to stay behind after training when he was a teenager. They used to, these the caretakers had to kick him out every night. And I was like, you never hear about them being fucking totally lazy. Like, <laughs> he hardly used to turn up. We We cannot believe... <laughs> He's actually signing for a club at this point because when he was here, he was a total dickhead. You used to stay behind after training, sniffing glue behind the sheds. <laughs> it's self-selecting because when you get to that point in your career, you've obviously had to work hard to get there. But at some point, all these stories of like, oh, okay, so every youth prospect who moves for a transfer, obviously they have stayed behind after training and had a good attitude and worked hard. It, just, it all starts to sort of blend into one after a while. And it's the same with this. It's like Leeds have been linked with a player. It's like you're not going to look on... YouTube and the highlights could be actually the fucking garbage. We want them because they're pretty good. So that's why Michael. Be... That's why Michael wants everyone because they all look good on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Same with Barcelona. I think Barcelona's problem is their uh, eyes are bigger than their bellies when it comes to the transfer market. Whereas we can easily afford all of these players with the the millions of uh, pounds that we've got for Manchester from Manchester City for Calvin and the uh, the promises that Barcelona have offered that they might pay us something for Rafinha at, at some point. It does look like this. The Bielsa era was almost a, 
a blip in the transfer strategy, doesn't it? Because we were we were trying to do this sort of thing in the championship, weren't we? With Alioski and Click and those those and Saez, those players that arrived, and we it feels like we're doing it again now in the Premier League, but with a much bigger budget. Whereas mm. when Bielsa was here, they just basically went, "I oh, just you sort them out." You, <laughs> You would just make them make them good, if could yeah. you? And then we'll we'll go up that way. It's weird. The big lesson of the Bielsa era seems to be that a brilliant, world-renowned, respected coach can work wonders with whatever. But then, instead of following that up by trying to do that again, they've just gone back to it. Does there is a? I, I am Christensen. You're going to say, aren't you? Slight Thomas Christensen vibes. What, what, so what do you say, just, uh, Thomas? Will. What, what else does he say? No, I just will. <laughs> These are my players, and for them I will die. Um, what you're talking about then is is uh, a coach who is seen to have potential. Yeah, and, and we get him on, in on the ground floor, and he learns and grows with us, and and because he wants to strive and achieve, the club will strive and achieve with him, and he'll have all these other players who are young and they want to improve, and if they improve, then the club improves as well, and we can also sell them for higher fees. I think the other thing that that sort of nags at me about this a little bit is when, um, again, Bielsa used to talk about the next stage of players being if we wanted to replace some of these players, we need to spend 30, 40 million and go to the next stage because um, I can't I can't think of a better player uh, than Stuart Dallas unless we are paying 30, 40 million. So in Bamford, unless we're paying 30, 40 million for a new striker, he's going to be... Tyler no, Roberts. He's going to be no better than what we have now. Um, and these transfers, none of them are actually breaking barrier so I'm wondering players like Tyler Adams seem very good and he's actually one of the like players that gets talked about a lot with the US national team um, so there's there's no doubting that he's good but is he so much better than Stuart Dallas that he's going to move us to the next level or is it kind of keeping us a little bit of a treading water thing because we're not going to that next stage we're, we're basically just paying the going price for players who are going to be not much better than the players we had who maybe now, I mean, obviously Stuart Dallas is not going to be able to play next season, or at least until the, the new year, but we're not taking that leap in quality from the players we had. If I know what you're getting we're, at going, there, yeah. we're going for yeah. players with a higher ceiling though, I guess, is the, is the thinking mm. of it. We're going for people who are, you know, early to mid-twenties who have still got room to, to improve people and like, a lot people like, like Aronson. Like Chibitsky and Marcus. Uh, a, lot of these, Marcus a lot of these, we see, what, what we seem to be aiming at is that sort of price bracket, that sort of 15 to 20, 20 something million but with maybe a bit of Champions League experience or Europa mm. League experience. So yeah, we are, we are sort of shopping very slightly higher up, but look, still looking for, for value. It feels to me a little bit like they're going for, I don't want to say quantity over quality, but they're certainly trying to make the squad bigger within the budget that we've got. So if that is a finite amount of money, then they're obviously going to have to shop slightly lower in terms of price bracket. I mean, I, I also don't want the club to spend money that they don't need to spend. Mm. No, but equally, it'd be nice to have, with absolutely no offence to him, but... Stuart McKinstry shouldn't have been playing last season. I don't think. I don't think it was probably ever in the plan at the start of the season that he would be a, a an option off the bench. But as it was, it was he was there along with Archie Gray, who was a child, and it did it did go quite badly wrong last year. But then you you get people complaining that we don't give kids a chance. Not actual kids, though. But I, well, think, I think, well, that, I think well, they do have to draw a line. At actual that kids. actual kid is going to be getting a chance according to what Jesse's been saying. Mm. Yeah, like he's he's looking like. Who did you say that to? Somebody. Wasn't it someone in a bar in Harrogate or something? Or was that a different person? It was actually, yes, correct. That's Archie where it came Gray from. is a fine young man and I will fight the next person in here. I haven't had too much to drink. Stop <laughs> talking about Archie Gray. I heard what you're saying. Um, anyway, at 16, it looks like he's going to be involved at some in some capacity next season, which is, again, it's exciting because we've not 
seen him, have we? I mean, like, I kind of wanted him to get his debut last season just so he could break the record, but then mm. not, not play him. Don't overexpose him to this this sort of stuff. Protect him and just give him a chance to. Uh, We're back to Thomas to, Christensen to with, uh, with Jack Clark, where he he wouldn't play him in that League Cup game in case Manchester City saw him. He had to wait until he had his birthday and they got him on a, a pro contract. And he was like, oh, now, now we can play him and I will show you. Jack Clark, he's done well for himself. I mean, if if uh, he does really well, old Archie can maybe get a move to Millwall in a couple of years, which is <laughs> incentive for him. <laughs> Follow the George Honeyman path. It's all gone a little bit quiet on the old uh, Daniel Sturridge front, hasn't it? We revealed exclusively two episodes ago. Was it 280 that... Um... We'd heard. Might have had it. I think, well, there's a chance he's had his head turned. You think? Like, oh, there's a lot of big European Perth, clubs. Perth Glory or? Yeah, Juventus, I heard. Newcastle Jets? The, those two. Yes, um, all, the, all the Jets. Melbourne Knights? Yep. Knights in white satin. Mm-hmm. They're in for him too. And I don't know any other Australian clubs. So Parramatta Power. Did we get <laughs> Did we get Jacob Burns from there? Possibly. I don't. Yeah, Moscow, maybe. Moscow, you wrote a history of Leeds United. Surely there was a Jacob Burns section in there. At least a chapter. No comment. You'd have to yeah, buy it and read it and find out. <laughs> you'll, you'll see that Jacob chapter there. in there. Oh well, well I'm sure it gets mentioned. Hopefully, we can uh, we can type the storage thing and you know turn his head when um, back the right direction when we get to Australia. Parramatta Power confirmed. Just had a look on Wiki. Here we go. Uh, yeah, Rafa's still here. Uh, I wonder if he showed back up for training or whether he's been excused. I think the vibe is that he's got until the um, end of the week, hasn't he, to either sort this out or go to Australia. Right. So that's what he's got to do. And I guess it's not really, is it on him? It's a bit of a shit situation for him because it's either... It's a weird standoff, isn't it, almost? Um, and it's not really his fault because if Barcelona were a proper football club that just assigned him and it was all it would all be done, but now he's in this weird situation where he might have to play for Chelsea whether he wants to or not. And it's kind of like, I don't know, it's kind of the opposite of... We talked about the Calvin Phillips transfer being everybody being quite nice. And it, it would be a bit like Calvin saying, right, I, I want to play for Manchester City next season they've they've made this offer and then him being unveiled at Leicester and not really quite sure what actually happened I have issues with Deco my dislike of Deco grows by the day mm. to the point where probably needs a shoe in <laughs> don't do it obviously <laughs> no not, not necessarily no. just because violence is not the answer what Rafinha should do is is fully Kev Sharp him mm. fully uh, fully ditch him in fact should we start a I'm going to start an agency and if Rafinha wants to sign with me, I'll sort his move. I mean, we could, probably. St- we could start a whispering campaign that Deco's done something really, really dubious. Like, played for Chelsea. Yeah, I don't know what more you want. <laughs> he's just, um, he's basically, he's in the, he's in the lineage of Dennis Wise and Jody Morris have just shit Chelsea short asses, isn't he? he? He obviously doesn't want to go to Chelsea, which is to his credit, I think, for Rafinha. That's, that is one thing. Because mm. I, I, I must admit, I was not, as, as much as I do want their money and Barcelona don't have it, I don't really want to go to Chelsea. It'd sting a bit with that. We're going to Barcelona, fine, acceptable. Out of sight, out of mind. Might see him on a Tuesday night now and then playing for them. You could enjoy it, couldn't you, from like a, a, a suitable distance point of view? Yeah, and you can see him at the World Cup and go, oh, I used to play for Leeds, that's nice. Whereas as we, is, we made him. You have to watch him at Chelsea and it'd be awful. And he's not happy being there. I mean, it'd be nice if he went there and absolutely rinsed them. Just was, a, was shit. Couldn't be asked. Fully, uh, Winston Bogarda is the... Uh, the standard bearer for that kind of thing at Chelsea and they've just taken his money but I, I get the feeling that's not really Rafa's way so. no I, I just don't want as well that he goes there you know like sort of a reverse hassle bank where he goes to Chelsea for two years just to wait sit it out until Barcelona sort of the, sort of the finances I'll stay at Leeds yeah if Chelsea ended up getting more money for him than we could from Barcelona then that would be annoying I suppose the scenario is he could end up staying which would be interesting yeah and you could pass it to his new mate from Colombia do we get him without selling Rafa? 
it's all a bit strange, isn't it? Because there's the um, the question of uh, who plays up front seems like a bigger deal than who plays wide because we're either going to have Rafinha if he stays or Sinistera, dun dun dun, uh, or a another doing that. But then the status of the Kettler or Sturridge as a partner for um, and standing for Bamford is kind of more of a more of a question mark, especially if Tyler Roberts is going out on loan, because then we know that it's Bamford. How do you, how do you feel about that? Fine, I hope he does well. <laughs> do you think he's? Do you think Calvin's still going to stay friends with him? Yeah, because they're going in different directions, aren't they? Do you think? Do you think Tyler's going to be trying to muscle in on? It'll be like Grealish. It'll be on holiday with Grealish and Kyle Walker, won't he? And it'll be like, can can I? Am I right to come with you guys? They'll be like, it's a, it's a bit expensive, Tyler. Yeah. You you probably couldn't really afford it. Oh, but I'll, I'll sub you. You can you can keep on my floor. Hey, Johnson, breaking news. I mean, this won't be breaking news to anybody listening to this or watching it, but Phil has just tweeted in the last 30 seconds that Tyler Adams is flying to England later today, ready to undergo a medical and complete his move from Leipzig to Leeds United, set to become signing number four. So that's that's done, done deal. Phil tapping it in there. Obviously. That's good. Yeah. Well, good. I wanted midfielders. Yeah. Keep it going. Um, We played Stoke, or did we? Who knows? It's the old... If a tree falls over in the woods and no one's there to see it, did it make a sound? Pat Bamford scored. Mm. So we're here. Are we allowed to say that? Is the whole thing embargoed? Did that make a sound when the ball went in the net? Silence. Mm. Mm. Apparently Rocker was good, wasn't he, in this anyway? Yeah, this is all this is all pure tittle tattle. There, there was no um <laughs> there was no crowd in to see this, so this is like what people are saying. There has been a behind closed doors friendly against Stoke. Do you think uh, Lewis Baker was pulling the strings in midfield? That's a good good point. Um, or, or maybe that's why Rocker looked good because he uh, he was up against Lewis Baker. But we play a proper game soon, don't we? Play Blackpool so we can actually... It has, it's come around quick, actually. We can actually watch some some proper football. Well, proper-ish. As, as proper as pre-season games ever are. It's only four and a half weeks until the season starts. I'm glad to be honest and bored of this now. Yeah. It's gone on for too long. I have to admit, it's been nice to have a bit of downtime after the stress of last season, but that's now retreating into the memory because we're getting new shiny toys now. Yeah, you want to see them, don't you? Yeah, you do. Absolutely right. And the good thing about getting that chump Bielsa out is that we'll see them straight away. <laughs> Snake updates. Mm, Fang. Yeah, so we mentioned, if you caught last week's show, we were talking about uh, Fang, the ambulance snake. He's uh, got arms, he's got legs, and there's a whole backstory, if you saw the show last week, uh, as to why that is. Also... As well as arms and legs, has a Twitter account, which I guess, you know, if you're going to be tweeting it, it's probably useful. Well, to I was going them. to say, your, your common or garden snake doesn't have opposable thumbs, so can't really tap out yeah. messages on a on a phone. Or tweeted whatever. us. I completely missed it last week. I was doing research on Fang, and he um, he retweeted us talking about him. He says, at me next time, lads. Right. So I think we've made a friend. Or oh, it's aggressive. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure which. It. <laughs> <laughs> what do you call it? I mean, it's it's the thing. There's a, I found a video of he's been a guest at a wedding as the snake does some dancing in a suit the, I think you get the feeling the official Philadelphia Union account became sick of explaining it They've, I found them doing long story short a regular snake tied a ball to an old metal cleat got struck by lightning turned into an egg and was reborn with arms and legs there you go fine we're not going to go into it all again just accept this as the story cleats are uh, stud, what we call studs aren't they cleats yeah. yeah they do like to talk about their cleats mm-hmm um, so that was attached to a what? Sorry, a ball. Um, yeah. I mean, how does how do you attach a stud to a ball? And a ball to Sound, an old metal cleat. Yeah, I'm just going to say it sounds a little bit far fetched to me. Does this? <laughs> well, it, even so, it has been it has been created, and um, 
there's nothing we can do about it now. We can't we can't necessarily kill it much as we would like to. <laughs> I've just seen the screen grab that's on the sheet here on our notes. This is the good stuff. So somebody called uh, DJ Switzer, who is at wrong side of pond, did a Twitter poll. Only 68 votes, so you could argue that maybe it's not necessarily that comprehensive when sampling the whole Philadelphia Union fan base. But put a question there regards to Fang. How would you prefer your snake mascot? And the options are with arms and legs, which took over a quarter of the vote. With no arms, legs, okay. Smallest percentage, nearly 9%. No arms, legs, <laughs> hopping. So hopping legs, but with no arms. Mm. Uh, 10% of the vote. But the winner, no arms, legs, slithering. So it's exactly what we said. Exactly. Make him slither <laughs> as an upgrade for the season. But they're really committed to, to Fang. There was obviously criticism of it. And um, they, they were like people were out defending it, saying, no, we've... We need to engage. Uh, we need to engage the fans more, and this is this is the thing we're doing, and we're going to stick with it. Like they're like they're justifying a bad managerial appointment when actually they're justifying a man in a very bad snake outfit, which doesn't look like a snake. Because for, for me, a snake with arms and legs is a lizard. Exactly. There was there was talk of that. It looks more like a gecko. You mentioned weddings there before, Michael. I'm just um, looking at the tweet where Fang did show up to the wedding. Mm. Can we get him over here? Not paying his expenses. Do you oh. want to marry him? Hey, he's wearing a suit as well yeah it's nice so he's, he's wearing a suit he's got a Mohican that's not a snake is it no it's, it's a strange thing people are into it though at the wedding so that's that's the main thing excellent I'm, I'm pleased for him that's good for Philadelphia Union um, is that everything for this week then have we uh, have we covered all the important um, reptile slash snake chat I mean the guy who's created it David Raymond has got a website full of other characters that he's created have you seen one of them is a big intestine, which is one of the most horrifying looking things you've does, ever seen in your does life. That, does that have arms and legs as well? Um, I don't think it necessarily does. Um, I'll just go into the go into the website. We'll what's what's do, his um, name? David Raymond? Yeah. David Raymond needs to get a real job. He's called... I, Gu- I, I say this fully well. I'm sat doing this. It's a gut guy who's a creation for Salix Farmer. Uh, if you if you have a look up um, gut guy Salix, you'll you'll come across a picture of this guy. It's the one of the most horrifying looking fleshy coloured things you've seen in your life just gonna what do you think of that that for for your kids it is about it's a bowel with arms and legs it is it is i don't know what the mouth is is that the art is that does that become the arse i don't know moscow yes do you you have a question (laughs) is that the arse um i don't know it's difficult to tell isn't it from the first glance oh god sign some players leads sign some they are tyler adams is on a plane right now probably very excited to meet lucas the cop cat there we go, then. That's it for this week. I want De Kettler as well. We've not said enough about De Kettler this week. That one won't go away. Still, it persists. He just needs to sign, doesn't just he? Sign stop, him. stop waiting around for Milan. AC Milan. What's, what is there for anyone in Milan? That's what I would say. They're, even, they're knocking down the good stadium anyway, aren't they? Mm. They, they want to build something, something apparently better, which I don't think exists. Right, well, with all that said and done, do get over to the extra ball as well, because we are going to do a little bit more on Calvin as well, talk about his history at Leeds and, and his legacy. So if you're going to watch that and listen to that, enjoy. Otherwise, we will catch you on the Phil Hay Show later this week. We'll be back next week to celebrate the arrival of Tyler Adams and hopefully uh, Sinistera. Dun, dun, dun. Thanks, Moscow. We'll see you in a bit. The Square Ball Podcast. 